Episode 77 of the BizTalk with Bill Roy podcast. Welcome. We publish this podcast every week because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. This week, part of the discussion at the Business Journal's Ignite ICT Women's Conference, the first panel. It was called The Future is Female. Lots of great information, and we'll get to that in a minute. First, some notes about the weekly edition out today. Our cover story, dealing with mental health issues in Wichita. A few years back, the state made a decision to reduce funding for mental health services. Local government followed suit. Now Sedgwick County Sheriff Jeff Easter says he's the largest provider of mental health services in the area. Dealing with mental health issues has a direct impact on the local economy and quality of life. Reporter Brian Horwath has the details on page six. Also this week, an update on our emerging leaders and the topics they discussed during a roundtable this week, page five. This week, we spend 10 minutes with John Hoover. He's been promoted to Vice President of Operations at Wesley Medical Center, page 19. Our top 25 list, two of them, area colleges and universities and community and technical colleges, pages 10 and 12. You want business leads, we've got them. Building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, real estate deals, new lawsuits. This week, it all starts on page 17. Back in a moment. Welcome to BizTalk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. More than 200 professionals attended the Wichita Business Journal's Ignite ICT Women's Conference Thursday at the brick-and-mortar event venue. The day featured three panels, one on entrepreneurship, another on who runs the world, and the first one, which you'll hear about in this episode, The Future is Female. Heidi Perez of Mahaney Roofing moderated the panel that included Ginger Farney of Ernst & Young, Sarah Hampton of Six Meridian, Leia Lavender of the Greater Wichita Partnership, and Portia Portugal of Dress for Success. They had a great discussion about a variety of topics. They began with work-life balance. Leia Lavender has worked around the world, including in France and Australia. The work-life balance support can be a bit different from the United States. In the French system, you have to take five weeks off. Like, your employer tells you to take your time off. Um, you know, you, um, it's illegal to actually email employees after work time. So there's really a lot of rules in the French system about work-life balance. I think we're all moving there. Yeah, take a moment. Let us sink in. You can't receive That'll definitely email. be in the report on this one. <laughs> So I, I mean, I've moved to the U.S. with um, this perception of like you know long vacations and things like that. But um, interestingly, what I've what I've noticed is that there is a willingness with employers to work around your schedule if you make it a priority. So um, I um, work three days a week from the office and two days a week at home with my baby. So that's something that I, I told my employers when I when I was pregnant. So the Great Wichita Partnership that if I were in Australia, I would have had a whole year paid off with my, with my son. And so, um, so for me to, I mean, it's a different system because um, it's paid by the government. So it's hard to ask employers in the United States to do that, right? Uh, but I did say that it was important for me to be with my baby uh, at home a few days a week. And so they were extremely willing to work with me. Leah works from home two days a week. She has a baby, but Ginger Farney has teenagers. 
And she says when she was younger, they didn't discuss work-life balance. Um, but certainly over my career, I've done various work-life balance arrangements, and you kind of figure out as your kids are at different ages or different priorities, your work-life balance changes and your schedule changes, and you just have to get used to something new. I will say the teenagers is probably the easiest in a lot of ways, especially when one's driving. So I don't have to run mom taxi anymore. She's mom's taxi. Um, she's suborded out, and <laughs> she takes care of making sure everybody gets where they need to be. Um, but I do still go into work very early. I'm usually at the office before 7, between 6.30 and 7, just so I can get what I need to get done before meetings and calls start and can still get out for basketball games or football games or whatever the kids have going. So it's a, a little simpler to manage because you're getting sleep. That's a big plus. Well, except when they're out, out. until yes. out past curfew, then you don't sleep so much. So it's a, different, it's a different thing, but usually during the week, it's not too bad. My kids are pretty good. Sarah Hampton made an important point. Balance can be different at different points in our lives. Life, it comes in seasons, right? I think everybody knows what their priorities are at different points. So when you're having a new baby, right, sleep becomes less a priority. And before that, maybe you're, you're doing things that you're going to shift your life in, in different directions. So, for example, right now, I might work a lot more hours and focus on a lot different things than, you know, when that day comes when I do have a family. So aside from that, I think looking at what's important to you, because I don't know that there's ever a work-life balance. To me, it's more like life balance, right? Because it's all part of what you're doing. It's what's your priority for the moment, right? If you love just working constantly, that's fine as long as you're happy about it. But you have to plug back into yourself because I don't think you're ever like right in the middle, right? You're not going to pick your specific perfect spot and stay right there. It's kind of like a pendulum. It's going to swing too far one direction. You're going to have to adjust it back the other way. And you, I think the most important thing is to constantly reevaluate where you're at and if, it's, if you're healthy and if you're happy. Because even if you enjoy working constantly, you still get, you still get tired and you, you drain out. And then you're not adding value to anything. Portia Portugal of Dress for Success says, how do you balance life and work is an interesting question. But she was concerned men don't get asked how they maintain a work-life balance. I think for, for me, it's been interesting um, because when I first started at Dress for Success, I still really love our mission and what we do, but I started so gung-ho that I just went all in and didn't think about anything else, just figured, you know, I'm going to do all the work I possibly need to do to get the job done and then found myself, you know, a year or two years in being so tired and, you know, at points feeling resentful that I had to work so much or, you know, put, I guess I, I'm the one that put that pressure on myself really, but um, have, for me, it's been more about boundaries and figuring out what boundaries I need to put in my life and, you know, just Turning the, it's something as simple as turning notifications off on my email, on my cell phone, you know, so that I can check it if I need to or want to, but I'm not going to be, you know, constantly seeing it because even just seeing like the little notification can like get my anxiety going or my stress levels going. Leah Lavender's responsibility at the Greater Wichita Partnership is to study talent, how to attract good workers to Wichita and how to keep them here. She says employees these days, many of them millennials, are looking for flexibility and the companies are adapting and making those changes are bringing better results. And the national research shows that talent is looking for a workplace that is flexible. And as you were saying, flexibility looks differently for different people. Um, and 
companies are adopting flexible uh, work hours and flexible work arrangement are seeing a, like a higher productivity rate. You can see in like big firms in San Francisco where they've got unlimited PTO or work from wherever you want kind of uh, arrangement and people are actually producing better results because they've, they work for, an, for a company that tells them we trust you and we care about what matters to you, whether it is health and fitness or traveling or your family. And so starting to have those conversations where uh, obviously not all workplaces can have those kind of arrangements. You know, if you're a doctor, you can't work from Hawaii, but you know, with a margarita in your hand, but like some workplace can. Um, so those conversations, the willingness to um, have conversations with your employees about what could work for them in order for them to produce the same amount of results and having that kind of accountability if you're an employee to produce those results, I think is really important. It's a, it's a two-way stream, of course. The panelists also talked about if they felt pressure because of their ages. Are younger women pressured to move their careers along and get families started? Are older women under pressure to keep climbing the career ladder? There is some pressure. Sarah, for example, doesn't have kids and she's felt pressure to get a family started, but she says it'll happen when it happens. Leia says it's important that those who are more experienced serve as good role models for younger professional women. I was really lucky in Sydney to have a couple of women in position of like you know, authority or like you know higher positions in companies believe in me and gave me the time to give me the guidance and um, encouragement to take risks. Um, and I think it's really important that we keep building each other up. Like I get really heartbroken when I'm on social media and I see women destroying each other and really not giving other people a chance to grow. You know, we, we've all started somewhere and we've all made, you know, silly decisions or mistakes in our career, but I'm really encouraged to see like a group of women coming together to just build each other because we, we need that. And for us to start um, asking for the whole community and society to believe in us, we need to believe in ourselves and in each other. And um, giving people like Portia a chance to run a company at such a young age is such a great thing, and I hope we could see more of that in the community. Sarah says it's important that women make the decision to support each other and not work against each other. I would think there are some maybe societal expectations, and I, if, you know, being honest, I would say I've heard comments or, or things, right, because I don't have a family yet, you know, as far as having children and being married, it'll happen when it happens, but I've been able to brush it off and just keep going because I know that God's got a plan and he'll work it out. It's perfect and I'm fine with it. But it isn't always that easy. And I think also sometimes when you're charging forward, when you talk about being young and you're pushing hard, a lot of times people who are more senior and experienced or age will get impatient with your drive and say that you're... Um, pushing too quickly and that these young people they just they don't understand you know and you're going well you should probably be glad that I'm hungry to be driving forward and I think that's something that we want to appreciate because you're right I think when you're younger you have a lot more energy to expend and then as you get older actually I, I was listening to a study that was done that as you get older you need simplification in life you can't handle as many like things going around and I would agree I mean I'm not that far ahead, but I know it's, my life is different than it was when I first started, and it makes a difference. So I think we should be accepting of where everyone is in their position, their life, their career, and then support each other. There are more professional women in the workplace, and the panel says they should make the most of it. When it comes to having a seat at the table and making their voices heard, Sarah says it's important to walk the talk and don't wait for someone else to make a path for you. 
You certainly want to make sure that whatever you're pushing for, that every day you're bringing your A game and then some, because I think it helps you earn that position that you want to have, that it's not just going to be given to you. Ginger Farney followed. Yeah, you definitely create your own opportunities and your own success. Um, I think part of the reason why I've gotten to where I am is because I always wanted to take, and I strongly encourage our folks to do this too, I've always taken the, I call them opportunities. Whenever I go to someone in the office and say I have an opportunity, they can't decide whether to run or listen. So, But it's doing the things that nobody else wants to do and taking the leadership and the initiative to go do the job that nobody else wants to do and then knocking it out of the park. And when you do that, you get noticed and you get recognition and people are like, oh yeah, she was willing to work really hard and willing to do something nobody else wanted to do. Um, I was actually talking to the team about one of these opportunities yesterday and they all laugh at me, but they also know it's real. And you can decide what you do want, do want to do and don't want to do. And that doesn't mean do everything you don't want to do. You select which ones make the most sense and which ones are good for you or, or might help you. But you also find you get all new skill sets. You learn new things. You meet new people. And those opportunities just open so many doors um, down the road that you don't even realize what, what could happen from them. And Sarah added that women should not wait to be handed a baton. Go do it, whatever it is. Mentoring was an important topic. The panelists made the point that mentors are key to success. They can be male or female, younger or older, inside or outside their organization. Leah says we need to work better together, women and men. And women need to let go of the queen bee attitude that they have to be in charge or claw their way through everyone else to be successful. Ginger had a way to illustrate how men and women are different. Women sometimes struggle with confidence. And it's things like that where we're so intimidated by someone else who comes in and we're thinking, oh, somebody's going to think I'm not smart enough or not good enough because I don't know what she knows or what he knows or what they know. And we just have to either get over that and realize you know more than you think you do or bring in the right people to help you so that you can do it as a, as a team. Um, it, it's interesting when I talked to one of our other partners, he had a daughter that was applying for a job. The job had... 10 qualifications, and his daughter was superstar, superstar um, student, she'd done all the activities, she'd done all the right things, but she only met seven of the 10 qualifications, and so she didn't apply. And her dad's like, why in the world did you not apply? And she's like, well, I only met seven of the 10. And he's like, you're crazy, a man would have applied if he met one. <laughs> <laughs> the Me Too movement came up in the context of mentoring and business meetings. The panelists say they noticed that some of their male co-workers and friends are more hesitant to engage than in the past. Ginger Farney says she was invited to go on a fishing trip. She would be the only woman with nine guys. She was excited to go. She loves fishing. But the men hesitated. They finally decided to ask a second woman to come along. Ginger made the point. Give the guys some time. They'll come to the right answer. Finally, they were asked to leave the attendees with some advice. In order, Sarah, Ginger, Leah, Portia, and Heidi. Never give up. Always set goals for yourself and continuously reevaluate. Because I agree with the, you know, your life is going to be out of balance. I don't know whose life is in balance, right? And the same thing with where you're at in your career, your life, whatever it is. And remember that you're a whole person made up of a bunch of different parts and that you're you're very gifted where you're at and just keep going. Don't, don't ever give up. Don't let opposition stop you. Don't, don't let your gender, your position, your age, whatever it is, keep pushing through because you'll be rewarded. You'll be stronger because of it. You've overcome challenges and you'll get to teach a lot of other people, mentor and encourage other people in the process. 
I was going to say, don't undervalue your networks. Um, you know, you, you meet people in college, you meet people as you go through your career, and you never know sometimes when you're going to run into someone 10 years later and go, oh, well, I could use your help right now. Um, that net, those networks, what you guys are doing today is incredibly important because building those networks and, and fostering them and, and taking care of those relationships could really pay off for you in the long run. I don't know if I have a goal and advice, but for me right now is just asking for feedback. Um, you know, whatever I do, whether I'm volunteering or working and the different jobs that I've taken is like asking um, my supervisor for feedback, but even my, my colleagues for feedback, because there are things that people can see that, that I do that may be hindering my career growth or my personal growth. So I, I ask for feedback all the time and I take it. Yeah. And it's been a journey for me to accept the feedback, but I feel like it really helps me grow. Two different things that are words of wisdom I got from two separate people. One is when something hard happens or you do make a mistake or something, lick your wounds and then get back to work. Um, and then the second is when you have a lot of those balls in the air, you've got all these different areas of your life, it's okay to let some of the balls drop as long as they're the plastic ones and not the glass ones. So um, those are two things that always come to mind when I'm like being hard on myself or going through a tough, tough time. I would agree. Um, probably the two that I have is stop being so critical of myself. I'm my, worst, my own worst enemy. And the other one is learning to say no. Um, healthy boundaries are okay. Other people's reaction to your healthy boundaries are not your emotions to own. Okay, so have those boundaries. Be okay saying no to the good so that you can say yes to the, the great. Um, and if other people react, you know, negatively to your boundaries and their healthy ones, that's, that's not your stones. There were two other panels, the Entrepreneurship Panel and Who Runs the World. You'll hear more about those in the coming weeks. Back in a moment. Most bankers are good at banking talk. What you need is a banker who knows how to talk business. Your business, that is. I'm Andrew Cheney, commercial lender here at Equity Bank. If you've got plans to grow, we're ready to talk about your business. Visit EquityBank.com. Well, that's it for BizTalk with Bill Roy this week, episode 77. Check out all our episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week. <laughs>